sure you're surprised to hear my voice once again on the radio of all things. For those of you too stupid to read the tabloids, Hollywood has come calling for me. Yes, it's all very exciting. Now, I may have derided the world of television and cinema from time to time to time again, but all of that was part of the act. What you Neanderthals don't understand, as well as I do, is that if you really want something, the best way to get it is to pretend like you don't. Why, just the other day, I went into a local deli and began ranting and raving, shouting at the top of my lungs about how much I didn't want a pastrami on rye. And you know what happened? The third man I hit dropped his pastrami on rye right into my waiting hand. I dashed out and devoured its succulent form, crouched behind a trash can. Had I slowed myself, I'm sure I would have been offered the best table in the diner. It's just that easy. Well, anyway, we've got a Hollywood-themed story that may make some of you uglies out there feel like your life is actually worth living. For you see, in tonight's tale of slanted horror hallway madness, a pair of beautiful, successful people aren't as happy as they could possibly be. Call us unimaginative now, will you? The very premise of this episode is so out of this world that it makes you wonder why we even bothered writing the thing out in full. The Slanted Hallway presents Jason and Marianne. Mr. Melrose, I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. You can come right in. Why, little Wally Pigeon, look at you, all grown up. Yes, Mr. Melrose, people have a tendency to do that. Please come in. Now, sir. Please, call me Jason. Uh, Jake, you know what your pop always called me? Mr. Number One. You could call me that, or even... Well, Jason, it's good that you mentioned my father, as with his recent passing, you now fall under my management. How is Bill? Billy Pigeon, I'd call him. As I was explaining, my father, Robert Pigeon, passed away several months ago. Now, Jason, if you'll just let me get through this, I think you'll understand the dire situation you're in. I love it. Pardon? Dire situation. Starring Jason Melrose. <laughs> I can see it already. Tell the studio I say yes and have my car brought around. But don't let any of the valets drive it. They go through your glove box, you know. This office doesn't have a valet service. Your car is wherever you left it. But you may have a role coming your way. May? I mean, is there any question? I'm THE Jason Melrose. The star of The Butler's Friend and His Best Gal. I won an Academy Award. What am I supposed to audition or something? This is exactly what you are supposed to do. And if you'd like to continue to be represented by this, or to be frank, any agency, that is exactly what you are going to do. The butler's friend and his best gal came out in 1938. And you haven't had a hit since. You are an aging, derelict has-been. Has-been? Now you've crossed the line. I'll admit 
There was a time when Jason Melrose wasn't. A time where I may have been or would be. But ever since I got my award, I've been the living personification of is. Now, if you mean to suggest that is has passed me by, or that is isn't well, then you're crazy. It is. It is not was, nor is it will be. Nor could have been. There's no has been in the now, which is where is is. Where I am, and where I'm going to stay. Do I make myself clear? Here's what's clear. You've got no movies coming up. You've got no money left to live on. You can't even really afford this meeting. Now, I've got an audition lined up for you, and unless you'd like to die alone in the street, you'll take it. But, but nothing! Listen, Jason, you've got to look reality in the face and admit it. You need the work, and this is the only way you're going to get it. For now, anyway. Well, these have been getting hard recently, I suppose. And what I'm saying is, they don't have to get any harder. I talked to some of the folks in our press pool, and they think we can relaunch you. As a leading man, even. A leading man? It's been... My God, it's been 20 years since anyone's called me that. I know, but it's what they're going to be calling you from now until the day you die if you just follow this itinerary. We're going for a complete rebrand. You're not going to be a middle-aged man with boyish charms anymore. You're going to be a book-smart, street-smart, titan of the times, an aging, no less strong man for everyone. You don't mean... That's right, Jason. You're going to be what every man in the world dreams of being. A silver fox. <gasps> yes! <gasps> yes! This is exactly what I need. Just thinking of it, good lord love, it's perfect. I can never age out. Every year I grow older, there'll just be more and more of me to respect. And respect builds credibility, and credibility means... We can charge whatever we like. Exactly. Now you've got to keep your arrogance as far out of check as possible. Already on it. And no more shoe polish on the hair. We need those temples gray by Tuesday. And then there's one more thing. Anything. I'll do anything. It's just the matter of, uh, your wife. Marianne? Yes. You see, when you married her, she was a starlet. The most beautiful woman in Hollywood. My, yes. She was like a siren, but less fishy. I'll never forget when she made her first talkie. The lady vanishes. She was as beautiful as, oh, I don't know, a rose. <laughs> and as charming as a, as a burning Hooverville. We all agree with that. But she's nearing 40 now and is as beautiful as a mashed potato and as charming as a sack of wet mice. To use an industry term, uh, she's a haggish crone. If you really want to be a silver fox, I'm afraid you'll have to ditch it. No! How could I ever stop loving her? She gave me my first role. Why, without her... No one's asking you to stop loving her. All you have to do is get divorced and never be seen in public within a mile of her. Deal. Well, all right, your audition's Tuesday, and we've already rented you a swanky bachelor pad in West Hollywood. 
Here's the script. It's called The Withering Rosebud of Zanzibar. I loved that book. Great. That's where we got the title. Omar Sharif has been cast as your wacky native sidekick, and Chloe de Bullion has been cast as either your daughter or your love interest, except in the French adaptation where she's both. It's perfect. This thing could really be the start of a whole new career. Jason, there's no coulds here. If you do everything we say, you will land this part, and you will have a whole new career. The greatest silver screen hero of the 1950s. There, you see, just as I said, a movie star of a bygone era is having a hard time clinging to relevance in a society that prizes youth and its beauty above all else. A ridiculous, impossible story. You see, dear listener, I've been at the top of my game for over 30 years. When you've got it, and I mean really got it, you never lose it. A kraut sapper tried to take it from me at the Marne, but I showed him. I buried you, Ludendorff and I'll bury the rest of you with him. Anyway, the story continues. Slant hallway, yeah. Marianne, are you home? I've got great news. I'm in the sitting room. Well, don't get used to it, because from here on out, it's standing room only. You're going to be on Broadway? No, I'm moving to Crescent Heights, but that's for later in the story. So, there I am. We're moving? Did you sell the house? Uh, no, 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 just listen. Uh, well, actually, I am moving. You can stay here or move some other place. So, I am meeting You're with the pigeons. Me. After 20 years, that's it? Please, Mary, let me just tell you about this meeting. Oh, I can't wait. The one meeting that outweighed 20 years of marriage, three children, and a dog. <sighs> well, I had planned on taking the dog with me. Look, the pigeons think I could get this part. And if I do, then I'll be a real big success. Not just an actor, a star. I'll have fame and buckets of cash. And that's more important than the life we've built together? No, of course it isn't. Mary, darling, you've got to understand. If I've got wealth and fame and power, we can finally give the kids everything they've ever wanted. I can give you anything. I just can't be seen anywhere near you and deny having ever loved you, that's all. See, now it's not so much to get all worked up about, right? This new movie, it's a sure thing, trust me. It's even got Chloe de Bouillon. I used to be Chloe de Bouillon. And you, maybe someone should warn her. About what? About you, Jason. About everyone like you. You were nothing when I met you. I was a waiter, which is a lot harder than the name implies. A waiter with a scrap of talent. If it weren't for me, that's all you'd be. I gave you everything. Your first role, your career, my life. I even gave you my name. Now that's not fair. How was I supposed to know SAG already had an Umberto Finkelbaum? I hope whatever apartment they've set you up in is ready, because you're no longer welcome in this house. It is. 
I knew you'd support me when you understood the whole plan. I'll ruin you! Oh, what's the point? What's a girl to do now? Well, you're not really a girl anymore, are you, Marianne? No, you're just a crazy old lady talking to yourself. You rang, ma'am. Yes, Bert, I'm stewing. In? A mixture of anger and self-pity. Is it Thursday already, ma'am? No, no. Jason walked out on us. I'm so sorry. He's left me with nothing. All I've got left is a mansion in the foothills, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and a false staff. Can you believe... Has anyone ever been so wronged before? I can't think of anyone less fortunate than you, Mom. Would you like me to crouch down and act as an ottoman again? I don't think it would help. Besides, he probably took the facts with him. Oh, what am I going to do? You know, Mom, they say revenge is a dish best served cold. You fool! Who could think about eating at a time like this? I meant more... Wait, no! That's it! Yes, if I may be so bold, what we What is more precious to him than anything else in this life? Mr. Melrose does love his career. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does, Bert. He's left me destitute for the sake of his career. The career I gave him, mind you. Should I contact the tabloids? Spread a few rumors? No, no, that won't do. Do you remember my first picture, Bert? No, ma'am. I'm only Theati. It was one of the last silent features. A great film. Cecil B. DeMille. We made great pictures once before we got bogged down with all that talking. I've never enjoyed it much myself, ma'am. Quiet, Bert, or I'll lose my train of thought. It was the golden girl of the East. I was the star, a beautiful maiden wrapped in the finest gold fleece the prop men could find. It was magical. It was a color presentation? No, but Collier's called it the finest gray ever captured on camera. Forgive me, but I don't think I see how. Here's how. That golden girl was troubled by a dozen suitors, each one worse than the last. Then the thirteenth one made her the golden fleece dress. I really had to get my expressions right in that one. Imagine having to pretend to be upset about twelve suits. <laughs> I really don't want to seem rude, but I don't see how this pertains to Jason. The critics about my performance. Mrs. Melrose, Mr. Melrose left you and took everything. My word, you're right. I completely forgot. Oh, yes, anyway. The golden girl, a few men who wanted her hand in marriage. She killed each one based on their job. It seems extreme. There was the lumberjack, the butcher, the executioner. Oh, it was a laugh riot. You don't mean to suggest you're going to kill Mr. Melrose. This is your problem, Bert. You never listen. If you were a lumberjack, I'd cut your head clean off. If I'm understanding you, ma'am, your plan is to kill Mr. Melrose with a roll of film? No, Bert. Your foolishness is what keeps you poor. I hope you know that. I do, ma'am. First, I'm not going to do it. We are. What? If you don't help, I'll polish you to death. Of course. 
Second, it's not his career that will kill him, but his vanity! We'll use something, I don't know what, something that he thinks will preserve his looks, but in reality, we'll rip them from him! He'll spend his final days knowing that he's lost everything. But what? Might I suggest one of those fashionable diet shakes? Yes, that'll work. That'll do just fine. Good thinking, Bert. And I know just how to get him to drink it. How? We give it to his new co-star, Chloe de Bouillon, first. Yes, his jealousy will compel him to get his hands on the drink. Bert, don't pretend like you understand my reasoning. Dock your own pay and then go buy some shakes. Hey, Marianne! Chloe, my much younger than you beautiful co-star, got herself some hot diet shake. And why would I know about that? Uh, look at yourself. Oh, hey, Bert, I forgot we bought you. You didn't... Uh, oh, never mind. Yeah, well, anyway, Toots, you got the shaker now. As it happens, I do! I knew you would. You're always looking out for me. That's why I left you the house. Bert, can you grab my dry cleaning for me? I don't work for you anymore. Oh, well then. Uh, see, the thing is, I'm fairly peckish. Hence, the diet shake needing, I like to eat. I guess that's the problem. What was I talking about? Oh, right, I'm hungry. Marianne, I hunger a sandwich. Of course. Bert, come with me. No, 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 no. I want to talk with him. See, Bert, I meant to take you with me. I am free to chew old. Come, Bert. Bert, I'll pay you more. Not in money, but I'm... I don't know how you'd call it. A personal value? Come, Bertie Bert. 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 Come, Bert. Man, I really am amazing. I've been here all of... I don't know, 30 seconds? Tie is for the poor, as Father always said. Sure is lonely being in a room by yourself. Golly, if it weren't for me talking, I'd be in complete silence. Except for my thoughts, of course. Any second now. Marianne? Oh no, oh, that was just a gust of wind. Any second now. Oh, thank God. Here's your sandwich. <laughs> oh, it sure is raw and gooey. Just the way I like them. I never forget. Say, where's, uh, the guy? Bert? No, that wasn't his name. Cutler the Cutler? Bert the Butler. No, uh, whatever. He's around here somewhere. Right under your nose. No, that's my mustache. And a big sandwich. You're dumb, I'm smart, you're small, and I will be too once I start glugging down them diet shakes. Thanks, babe. Jason Melrose... Out. Chloe? Chloe, are you in there? We have to do a reel of test footage for some reason. Hello? All right, I'm just going to open this door, then... You're not answering is leaving me dangerously close to having to think. Okay, here I come. Three, two, one. 
Chloe? Where is she? God, it smells like a pet store in here. Chloe! Chloe, you're ruining my chances at renewed stardom with your coquettish gamery. I know it's improper to enter a lady's restroom, but you left enough powder all over the place to suggest you having some trouble finding your nose. Ah! A skeleton! Wait a minute. Halloween is months away. Either she has no respect for office decor or... She's dead. But how? Better drink a couple of shakes about this. Chloe de Bullion found rotting in a dressing room. Perfect! Oh, Bert, if I hadn't killed you and fed you to my husband in a fit of feminine hysteria, I bet we'd both be laughing about this. <laughs> Mary Ann! Oh, back again, are we? We are. Or rather, I am. You were always here, I think. I don't really know what it is you do when I'm gone. And to what do I owe the pleasure? Look at me! You look great. Great? Great my eye! I'm diminished! My hair's falling out! I've aged 40 years! Well, weren't you trying for older male roles? Silver Fox! Not Tomb Guardian! How can I be believable as a brave adventurer slash college professor slash international sex symbol looking like this? Sounding like this! So, you mean to tell me you've aged out of stardom? The world might turn its back on you just because you're less than perfectly beautiful? Yes, obviously that's exactly what I'm saying and experiencing right now. Well, now you know how it feels! Ah! How what feels? No one, and I mean no one, has ever suffered as much as I have. I've lost everything! And what few things I do have, I'll lose as soon as the producers see me like this. I'm ruined! At least you had some warning. I was given nothing when the producers changed on me, when you left! Please, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just need help. I mean, I really have to spell it out for you. I got no idea what could be doing this. It's the diet shake! But you gave it to me! To destroy your dreams! But Chloe had them! I gave them to her! And I killed and fed you, Bert! It all makes sense now. It was whatever was in that sandwich. I should have sworn off red meat after that mad cow epidemic a few years ago. Bert was in the sandwich! I killed him because you wanted him! I destroyed Chloe! And I will destroy you too, Jason! Not on your life, doll! Jason Melrose doesn't lose to you! Understand? Jason Melrose doesn't exist! I made up the name! You are a loser! Everything you have, I have given you! Based on how you look now, in a few hours' time, Jason Melrose will be dead! And the last trace of the greatest mistake I ever made will be wiped off of the earth! Well, then you're coming with me! You can't hit a woman! The haze cold can't protect you now, Mary! Whatever you do, don't throw me into that pedestal! You fool! That's exactly where I'll throw you! I may be dying, but you're dead and gone, Marianne! Oh! Oh! Oh, what's that toppling noise? Oh no! My Oscar!
There you have it, listeners. The story about something that ended somehow. Killed by an Oscar, I guess. Whatever, I don't even need this money. Normally at this juncture I'd tell you about next week's episode, but instead let me tell you about this movie I'm in. See, it all starts on a distant planet no one's allowed to go to. A forbidden planet, as it were. Then it turns into a film noir about the Bible. Fascinating, isn't it? Well, I'm in the background of one of the scenes they shot at my preferred diner eating a sandwich out of the trash can. Enjoy your life, little people. I'm a big shot now. Fascinating, isn't it? Well, I'm in the background of one of the... (laughs) (laughs) Fascinating. (laughs) Well, I'm in the background of one of... Well, I'm in the background of one of the scenes they shot at my preferred diner. (laughs) It's okay. Well, I'm in the background of one of the scenes they shot at my preferred diner, eating a sandwich out of the trash can. It's so tough. Fascinating, isn't it? Me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Enjoy oh. your life, little people. I'm a big shot now. Oh, no good night? Okay. No good night. Okay. All right, good to go. Let me Enjoy your life, little people.